In Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Well, that music that you heard is uh, Matt. what Matt listened to on the way in this morning uh, on a dreary Friday morning. Had a beautiful night last night for the concert, but waking up this morning to a little mist, a little sprinkle, and uh, but that, that kind of got you in the mood. Derek, you never know whenever your uh, radio ends up on 104.5 The River what you're going to hear. <laughs> and uh, just an awesome <laughs> – I love that song. It's a great song, great wedding song. Anytime that song comes on, it's just a jam. Uh, my high school baseball coach loved Cool in the Gang, so uh, it was all over our baseball field for years. So I got to know that album very uh, very well, and uh, when we, when you and I were looking at it on Spotify, surprisingly, that has almost double the listens as Cool in the Gang's most famous song, which would be Celebration. I was, I was wondering, Matt, so when you listen to it on the baseball field, were there a lot of celebrations going on after wins? We won a lot of games, yes, but uh, <laughs> this was more. That song was more of a pregame. Game, oh, pregame. But, uh, gotcha, gotcha. but anyway, that's that that song was on, and so uh, we decided to play it uh, as we brought in the podcast this morning, the UTW podcast. Thank you for joining us this morning. As Derek said, kind of a jury. Um, Start to the day, but uh, the weekend looks to be a little bit overcast as well. Ole Miss plays a huge game going on the Liberty Bowl. Mississippi State and Memphis playing. Uh, I think they're expecting over 50,000 people there. No cowbells, though. No cowbells. No cowbells. No cowbells were allowed uh, or are going to be allowed in the Liberty Bowl. Just so you and I are clear, the UTW podcast listeners, artificial noisemakers are banned by the Southeastern Conference. That is correct. (laughs) Well, just but gonna I, throw that but out. They there. are allowed to be used between plays. Uh, right, cannot be which, used during the cadence or the or the snap. That is which happens right. every time. Yeah, when I, I mean, watch it, they, right. they, they they really just go silent. Whenever the other team has the ball, it's amazing how quiet it is. In oh, it, it's like cricket. The stadium, just cricket, exactly. And then whenever the tackle's made or the play's over, then they ring them and then they stop again. Clank, 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 clank. It's it's amazing yeah. how that works. But probably not your best weekend to uh, weather wise to get around, look around all around DeSoto County when it comes to real estate. Look at the different lots. Look at the different uh, things. Derek, we're going to talk about some different things that uh, may be affecting neighborhoods in Hernando in the future here in just a moment. But if you're looking to move into a neighborhood or leave your current neighborhood, you're definitely going to want to reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch or Birch Realty Group. Team Couch is the number one real estate team when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County for well over the past 12 years. They possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available whenever you need them. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. They simply need to know your address. Give them your address. They can tell you the value of your home, what's going on in your neighborhood, what's going on in your zip code. They can tell you all about the zip code you may want to move into. If you're planning to move from Olive Branch to Hernando or Hernando to Lewisburg, reach out to Brian and Terry and their team, the best real estate team in DeSoto County. You can call them at 662-449-1700 or call Brian on his cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. If you are currently thinking of buying or selling a home in DeSoto County, please listen to me. Reach out to Brian and Terry for the best experience you can get. Learn more about them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. 
Derek, I caught myself last night, and I don't I do not barbecue very often, but I caught myself last night watching some of Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos on YouTube. Me and o- over a million other people enjoy those regularly. If you enjoy Malcolm Reed and his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you definitely want to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop, our 2021 studio sponsor. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. That's 496 Whitfield Drive. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish fish and all other kinds of outdoor cooking whether it's rubs sauces thermometers cast iron cutting boards knives or a really cool high-end smoker you definitely want to stop by malcolm's shop you can give them a call at 662-912-9947 that's 662-912-9947 find them on facebook at h2q malcolm shop that's h2q malcolm shop but the best thing to do is to visit the how to barbecue right shop located at 496 whitfield drive thank you malcolm and rochelle for being our 2021 studio sponsor well, Derek, coming off the How to Barbecue Right uh, sponsorship ad right there, uh, definitely not the meatiest of our, our shows. Two football games, two of our football teams are off. That's right. So uh, two of our football teams are off. So let's visit a little bit about Hernando, things going on in Hernando real quick. The Alderman meeting was last week. The Alderman meeting is next week. Derek, a quick announcement on the UTW podcast. Uh, we teased a little bit on our Tuesday show. We will be sitting down with the city attorney, the new city attorney, Mr. Steve Pittman, has agreed to sit down with us. We'll talk about what it's you know being a city attorney entails. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Steve and his career, and then we'll also definitely mention and talk about the noise ordinance that Steve was um, asked to begin to uh, put together for the Board of Aldermen. So uh, a noise ordinance is coming in the city of Hernando. I can almost guarantee you that. And uh, Steve's in charge of putting it together and let the Alderman work through it and put their different parts to it. So uh, looking forward to interviewing Steve uh, on Monday morning, and then that'll be part of our Tuesday show, which leads us into the Tuesday Alderman meeting uh, that night. That's right, Matt. Uh, and we, we mentioned also that we kind of the planning department now is online. Uh, you're able to watch it online, and uh, we did uh, view some of it. We also uh well, you also talked to one of the planning commissioners to kind of give a summary of what happened in the, in the planning commission meeting. Now, in the planning commission, we're not going to cover too much each month. Uh, we will look at it if there's anything important that comes out of it. But a lot of it, you know, the larger items, the larger issues that are approved do go to the alderman meeting. And we also, and that's always during the second alderman meeting of the month. And so we will cover it also there, too. So uh, we're going to uh, mention a couple of things this morning that we'll talk about. But, we'll, you know, this is more than likely. Some of this may also be on the agenda on Tuesday and then when that comes out we'll kind of let you know anything that are said from the alderman standpoint exactly uh it, it would be a waste of us to spend time on something that doesn't pass the planning right. commission because it, if it doesn't pass the planning commission then it is it's not real when it's well going, i mean you know. yeah that technically they can't appeal it exactly but if they appealed it then we would discuss that oh, sure the exactly if they right. appealed it that's exactly right a few things came out of the uh september 2021 planning commission we'll start with this derek the amtel express right there on 51 mm-hmm. amtel express right before you get to the 51 and 69 overpass right okay nice nice new uh, gas station on the left crossroad seafood they are they were trying to rezone not across the street where it says Exxon coming soon they were trying to rezone a caddy corner piece of property caddy corner piece of property uh, to C2 so from residential to C2 right. is what they were moving into so uh, I do know the plans for that um, sounds like a neat 
project and, and pretty cool stuff, but they did get that passed. The planning commission did pass that to C2, which makes it a, a commercial space. So over the next few months, uh, different things, uh, you'll start to see different things uh, coming for that property. This is the southeast corner uh, of 51 and Green Tea, uh, where Green Tea dead ends kind of uh, into uh, 51 right there. And so southeast corner, this one has all the like the larger, nice trees on yes. it, kind of been cleared out. Uh, if everybody wants to know uh, what that lot is. So uh, as you said, it is now a zone Z- C2. Uh, if, you know, there's a lot of regulation, a lot of things that fall under that, uh, and so uh, we do expect some you know plans and announcements to be made pretty soon. Yep. Next thing, Derek, that came out was the um, it passed many months ago. It passed uh, the storage unit that will basically be will, will be built when you turn into Renaissance Park for uh, all the UTW listeners. When you go to the skate park or go to the dog park in Hernando, that's Renaissance Park. That was a you know land gifted to the city uh, quite a while ago, and they're starting to develop all that. That's where the uh, Hernando Animal Shelter will be in the next two or three about, years. About a mile and a half walking trout that goes right. around it. Exactly. Walking trails, that type of stuff. So that's where the Hernando Animal Shelter will be in the next several years. And when you first turn in, that commercial space was for sale for a long, long time. That was actually not owned by the city or given to the city. And Renaissance Bank still owned that. It was bank-owned property. And that sold to a developer who's going to be putting in a storage unit, uh, going to put together a storage unit development. Uh, that passed. The Planning Commission passed it. The Board of Aldermen passed it. There's nothing anybody can do when it comes to that being done. Well, it's, I think that the dirt work, all, all that's already been done. I mean, they're, right. they're well on the way to, to, to beginning it. Yes. Well on the way to be, to be doing that. The discussion this past Tuesday night consisted of this. It passed with a third 30-foot buffer between a building and the dog park or, or the park. They were coming to the Planning Commission to see if they could cut that from 30 to 10, but the Planning Commission said, no, we're going to keep that 30 foot. So you, the, a building to the dog park will be at least at minimum 30 feet. They, they went ahead and did with that. The next thing they talked about was the um, it was passed with some decorative or nice-looking ceiling wall, if that makes any sense, like a, a wall that goes past the roof line to not show any air conditioners and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just kind of a top wall. Though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times those places have their – some are on the ground, but sometimes they're put on the roof, uh, anything like that. That just kind of you know hides it to make it give it a nice squared off roof yes. line uh, that when you're looking at it from any angle. Yeah. So it was approved with four, uh, you know, on all four uh, sides, and they came to them asking if they could have it for three. So the planning commission, you know, kept the thirty foot barrier, but they did go ahead and pass. I had one nay vote, one nay vote for the roof changed, but that did go ahead and pass. So, so uh, it only has to have the higher above ceiling, nice walls, decorative walls to block anything in on three walls. So more than likely it's just going to be the the side of the storage unit that that's stares at the trees right. will probably not have a wall. So I don't think it'll bother really anybody, but that's what happened and came out of that project. Again, it's already been approved. It's moving forward. It's being built. So people that were there to talk about it not being built or anything like that, uh, that ship has sailed. So, I mean, no, you can't, you can't oppose it once it's exactly started. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so unless somebody, you know, we're not there and just started putting up something without the city's knowledge, which would be very, very hard to do, but yeah, it's done. There were people still complaining that that would be built next to a uh, doll part. But again, it's a storage unit. I don't see the harm. I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not for or against storage units. It's just that yeah, I don't think you're going to have a lot of uh, people coming in there and doing you know, nefarious things at a storage unit. I mean, you're, you're putting your stuff away and you're getting, out of there and moving on so I, I, wait a minute i've seen silence of the lambs that is true that was a bad I, one I, I forgot about that you're right <laughs> what was that lady's lambs. name can you remember it Ooh. what was the lady's name in the movie that he said it was to go look at that storage unit i, I, I cannot remember miss moffitt that's it yeah miss little, little, little miss moffitt yeah yeah and remember yeah. the uh the, she had the little crank she had to get yeah. the jack raise <laughs> the thing up and and, and hit the uh the, the driver wouldn't get out of the car yeah. to come help yeah. her and stuff like that great yeah, movie if yeah you crazy seen it, also you know what you know one of the remember one of the women stolen was from from memphis 
Oh yeah, you know that came oh yeah, the main one, yeah, the, like the, the main, main story. One, the one that was in the pit still. Yeah, yeah. No. And the lady who played that went on to play on Grey's Anatomy was a nurse there. That is right. That wow. is right. Just everything kind of comes together. And then Derek, the last thing that came out from the planning commission on Tuesday night, and probably the neatest thing that I took from my conversation with one of the planning commissioners was from now on in the city of Hernando, this is something that the United States Postal Service has begun to push for. The U.S. Postal Service has begun to, um, you know, demand this of different cities. Uh, it's what they already do currently in Collierville. Mm-hmm. So that's something to pay, to pay attention to, what they currently do in Collierville. For all the new neighborhoods that may go in, get approved going forward for the Planning Commission here in Hernando, they no longer will have mailboxes at, your door, at the road, at the street. Uh, they now will have mailbox clusters. That's right. So you'll pull into a neighborhood and there'll be six, uh, you know, a nice, decorative, pretty P.O. box system right there for uh, the people that live in that neighborhood. That's going to be the future of mail delivery when it comes to neighborhoods in Hernando. Um, you know, pretty neat, Derek. I mean, you and I, I mean, our, our homes were built, you know, 18 and 16 years ago, uh, give or take. So uh, we still have a mailbox. My mailbox has been uh, hit several times. <laughs> I have not had had a door to my mailbox and uh it's been hit by you by, you, by your family <laughs> nope, it, no no that's not, not true not you, really, no, really yeah hey and also if you work with the um is it at&t i guess the, the cable box the cable box out, there yeah. is a phone box laying down yeah. has been laid down for almost four years <laughs> in my uh yard in the my side yard and uh, you continue <laughs> that I think, one you did hit no my father-in-law backed oh, over okay, it there you go, uh, there you go. no I, I can't say that someone else hit it <laughs> Yeah, someone else did it, <laughs> okay. and I need to get it repaired or at least uh, moved or something like that. And it's funny, Derek, they'll come and work on it and just put it back down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think I, I like to think I live in a pretty nice neighborhood or decent neighborhood, but yeah, as soon as you pull in, laid over phone box, mailbox with no um, with no, no door, door. No, no door. door. So, uh, you know, I should some of this some of this podcast money I, I could probably. You know what? You, please, please get a new As a part of the HOA board, I beg you to please get a new mailbox. All right, so, uh, but on the mailbox clusters, it's a great idea. I've actually, um, as part of my job, uh, I did, I financed a neighborhood in Oxford, uh, and they started this about two years ago, and a, a lot of Oxford's been doing it, especially the ones that are kind of just outside of town. They have the mailbox clusters. This has actually been asked for by the post office. Uh, this is not the, the uh, developer saying, oh, this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. The post office is asking uh, builders, developers, cities to put these in because it allows them to hire less people, uh, allows them to cut down on the time of deliveries, and so they can literally stop, you know, just put something in every box right there, not have to make the loop around the entire neighborhood. Uh, and, you know, so it's efficiency. It's trying to cut down on costs, which, you know, as taxpayers, I mean, I, I can respect. It will make it a little, you know, so people will have to take a golf cart or walk or catch it on the way in when they're coming in from work to stop by your, your P.O. box. Uh, to get it from your uh, your neighborhood, but I, you know if if you ever seen these, they're usually at the front or they may be in a central section. It's just it's going to be a very nice, probably wooden frame, brick frame that'll have the boxes in there with your individual house number on it. You'll go in there and you'll pick up your mail very similarly like you would do if you had one at the post office. And uh, but it you know does keep the mailboxes off the side. It makes it look a little cleaner too. I mean you won't have the things you won't have people hitting your mailboxes. That's uh, I can understand the city going to it, especially you know the county's been doing it probably for a little while. I know that some of the county stuff but now that's going to be actually in the city too I, you know i'm not opposed to it i think it's a good idea and, and plus it's uh it's less that you have to maintain on, on your property i'm not opposed to it i mean it is what it is it's the future but um this may have a little bit of something to do with the number of amazon packages the post office now has to deliver so let's uh you know well it, i mean if it's not an it's an efficiency issue that's come up in the last five years because of the conglomerate the monster that is amazon and ebay and those deliveries. and they'll still have to make those as, exactly you know, if, if they're any larger than the post office exactly. box, it'll still be dropped off at those will be dropped off at your door. Yeah. The good old post office. Rain, sleet, hail. 
hail or snow, I think that's is right. what it was. Right. What to it was to your PO box. Yeah. Hey, let me go back real quick to the uh, storage unit right there at the dog park. If you own the storage unit, don't you name the storage unit something to give a little bit of a shout out to the dogs? Just to be nice to the people next oh, to you. I would like that. Just a thought. I mean, just name it something that they would like that they can. You know how dog park people are kind of excited. <laughs> they get a little fired up when it comes to dog stuff. But there is an opportunity for you to throw, no, no pun intended, throw them a bone from a standpoint of naming it. Something that gives a little shout out to the dog lovers, the dog owners. Because they're going to be furious when they continue to pass, have to pass by it. Well, so those are the main key points that came out of the planning department. Like I said, the uh, approval of the C2 zoning there, Caddy Corner to the Amtel Express at 51 and Green Tea. Uh, the new mailbox clusters is something that's going to be to pay attention to and be nice in the neighborhoods going forward. Again, the planning commissioner I spoke with said it's just like Collierville, so that's what they do in Collierville now. And then the storage unit changes that they made threw my bone on one thing, didn't allow another thing. So that's moving forward uh, going right now. So thank you again to all the planning commissioners that uh, get together once a month and, and help to shape and mold and move things in Hernando in a good way. So we really appreciate that. Derek, speaking of molding the future, let's talk a little bit about something you received from Rob Long of the DeSoto County Museum just recently about a project that they're trying to push forward through. It's in its infant stages for sure. Tell us about that. A lot of the parents in DeSoto County in Hernando would like to hear about this. What, is, what you got? Last week at the Hernando Rotary Club, Rob Long was the featured speaker and did a lot of good things talking about the museum, um, but he ended it with about a five or ten minute presentation of Matt uh, that the historical DeSoto Foundation, which is the parent company that oversees the DeSoto County Museum, is developing plans to eventually design and build a children's museum in DeSoto County. You know, this uh, Many parents who have come in the museum, he mentioned this, uh, have expressed wish that they had a children's museum here. Now, of course, Memphis has one. It's a very, you know, it's, it's a fine museum. They've got a splash pad and everything outside of it. But, I mean, that, that's a, you know, it's a 30, 40-minute drive. Uh, a lot of times parents, you know, may, may only have an hour or two to go somewhere, and it takes, you know, that's basically your drive up there and drive back. And so the parents uh, in the county have expressed interest of having something similar to that uh, in DeSoto County. And so they, uh, the uh, Historic Foundation, the museum, Rob Long, and some of the board members have actually met with an architect already. Uh, they, he kind of submitted preliminary plans of what this children's museum would look like. Uh, they are in the process of you know figuring out where in DeSoto County, uh, based on land, uh, where this could be located. And then you know the, they have kind of picked some potential spots, working with the landowners, seeing what kind of deal they could get. Obviously, they're a 501c3. Maybe the land could be donated in some form or fashion for a tax write-off. But you know, they're still all in those talks. But this museum would be a great great addition to the county and kind of what Rob's ideas are are to have it basically start uh, in the prehistoric age uh, with the dinosaurs kind of what dinosaurs are here he talked about how Hernando was underwater uh, during the dinosaur times and so that's why a lot of the the fossils that are found that are prehistoric uh, are basically underwater creatures um, you'll find maybe different types of seashells uh, bones of underwater creatures from that time uh, all the way through today so you'll see you know you'll have like a dinosaur section where they, the kids can interact and see you know live dinosaur models and stuff like that all the way through the Indians uh, obviously that we know we're here uh, obviously through the Spanish uh, when they came in here and then uh, up to today's time so I think it would be a very cool museum maybe two or three large rooms that they kind of walk through everything be able to see everything and just teach children not only overall history but really focus on the history of DeSoto County uh, which I, and of course partner with the different businesses that are here to donate you know items that they have donate you know maybe uh, be sponsors of certain exhibits uh, but I think it's a great idea I think it's something that would 
overwhelmingly be a, you know, welcomed by the residents that live here, especially the number of children in Hernando and Lewisburg and, and all around the county. And uh, But again, this is preliminary. Uh, if you want to know more information, please reach out to Rob Long, the historic foundation that oversees it, and just kind of find out how you can help, how you can, they will start a fundraising campaign once they have, uh, I guess, more specific plans. Uh, but again, just something we wanted to kind of put out there and let people know that this is being looked at for DeSoto County. Derek, you and I have both probably been to the Memphis Children's Museum numerous times. Uh, we visited one in Meridian this past uh, summer. A lot of those seem to be more like you're going to have an, a science area, then you're going to have a theatrical area, then you're going to have a... I like the idea of it you know, being children-based, but but being about the children of DeSoto right. County, the history of that. It's an opportunity to teach the history of DeSoto County versus a children's museum, which I'll be honest with you, the one in Meridian just was seemed to be more like a playground right. you know, type situation. So I do like the uh, learning aspect possibly of that. And good, good Good luck to them and the board there. Rob Long has been an asset to us here on the Water Tower Podcast uh, for the last year. Does such a good job of giving us facts every week. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, one of the most talked about things when people stop me at church or at a grocery store or whatever and want to talk about the podcast, they say how much they enjoy the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. So definitely going to start to pray for those guys as they uh, begin this journey because it's not going to be an easy one uh, just because nothing ever is when it comes to something like that. So good luck to them. That's something that could be really neat. Speaking of children, Derek, our final topic in the first segment, the Superintendent's Youth Leadership Council was recognized yesterday at the school board meeting right here in, in Hernando. And uh, Hernando and Lewisburg, two of the schools, the public schools that we um, cover right here under the water tower, were well represented. Tell us about the uh, Lewisburg first. Yeah, as you mentioned, they were well represented. Lewisburg had 12 members and Hernando had 14. So the top two schools uh, that had members inducted were Lewisburg and Hernando. Now, this is a program that started in 2006, and it is designed to help high school students develop the leadership skills. Now, you could be a junior or a senior. You must apply. You must submit a resume to be able to, um, you know, apply for this. And again, some of the schools, you know, you like, you know, as I said, Lewisburg had 12, Hernando had 14. Those were the two largest in the county. You know, some schools had four, some schools had seven. Not because they weren't more deserving students. It's that you actually had to apply, actually had to submit a resume. So it does take some work on the students part for them to want to see it on their resume. So we'll start with Lewisburg. The students in Lewisburg who were elected to the Superintendent Youth Council, Hayes Heron, Anna Clark Bridges, Caroline Catledge, Jarrett Morris, Jora Carter, Preston Shans, Olivia Cashin, Samuel Overstreet, Amelia Bowers, Riley Littleton, Bella Love, and Anna Catherine Wood. So we want to say congratulations to all of the Lewisburg students. And then for Hernando, Hernando had Kennedy Eldridge, Rose Stafford, Peyton Williamson, Maddie Sanders, Eli Rogers, Addison Kirkendall, Sarah Float, Catherine Bush, Jackson Usselton, Ben Sarter, Alexandria Taylor, Hannah Grace Crane, congratulations, Matt, on your yes, daughter. Sir. Yes, sir. Sydney Gunthrop and Marin Ludwig. Uh, so we were congratulations, uh, Matt. The ones of Hernando, especially, we know several of those children who are, are our children's ages. So congratulations to all the families, uh, especially the students who have worked hard for this honor. Yeah, you and I are friends with. Uh, I mean, I would say we're friends with Corey Osselton, the superintendent. Uh, I know it's a special thing that they've done now for about fifteen years. Uh, you and I are friends with uh, the lady that was involved, heavily involved for years, and uh, has decided to take a step back this year. It, it's a it's a neat thing uh, that they do. They meet once a month. They listen 
listen to different speakers. Um, I think Hannah Grace mentioned that she may be in charge of at least introducing the speakers this year. So, uh, you know, neat, neat stuff that they do. Um, the superintendent's youth leadership is just trying to encourage leadership, encourage young people to believe in themselves and to be confident in uh, when they move forward, whether it be in college, career, family, et cetera, to be leaders in their community. So good job. And we definitely congratulate those young people from Lewisburg and Hernando uh, for being represented. We really appreciate uh, their their work and we appreciate the people that pour into them. Derek, speaking of pouring into the community, the Hernando Farmers Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information about the Farmer's Market, you can reach out to Gia Matheny at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. Derek, in 2020, the Hernando Farmer's Market generated almost $400,000 in sales. Some of the vendors include Kendall Cattle Beef, Honey Bee Natural, Mama's Kitchen Bakes and Cakes, Richardson Farms, Jones Orchard, Cherry Creek Orchards, those are just some of the 70 vendors that make up the Hernando Farmers Market each and every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. from May 1st through October. If you're looking for something to do on Saturday mornings, Derek, I continue to say it every Saturday morning is like a small A fair. Get out to the Hernando Farmers Market this Saturday to enjoy one of the best farmers markets in the Mid-South, definitely one of the best farmers markets in Mississippi, this Saturday morning, 8 to 1 on the historic Hernando Square. North Point will hold the David Manley Golf Tournament on Thursday, September 23rd at Wedgwood. It's a shotgun start that begins at 1 p.m. You may register as an individual or as a team of four. The tournament includes lunch and dinner, fantastic door prizes, and the opportunity to support a great cause. This golf tournament raises money for the David H. Manley Fund. The David H. Manley Fund supports the David H. Manley Scholarship awarded annually to a graduating senior in the amount of $7,500, annual missions projects, and the David H. Manley Charitable Tuition Grant Fund, which provides tuition grants to single-parent families attending North Point. Go to ncstrojans.com, that's ncstrojans.com, to register today. Podcast brought to you by North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. They currently serve DeSoto, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. You can give Joe and his team a call at 901-299-0916 or learn all about North Mississippi Dumpsters at their website, DeSotoDumpsters.com. In addition to dumpster rentals, they are now offering junk removal and new construction cleanup. Junk removal means they will deliver, load, and haul away your debris. New construction cleanup is great for residential contractors. They will deliver your dumpster, clean up the site, haul off the debris, and do a final interior cleaning of your new home. It is a one-stop shop for your construction project. Again, Joe's number is 901-299-0916 or learn all about North Mississippi Dumpsters at DeSotoDumpsters.com. Derek, it's our Friday show, which means we're doing the DeSoto County shout-outs, one of my favorite parts of the week. When we do the DeSoto County shout-outs, bringing a light to, shining a light on some of the uh, 501c3 or nonprofit organizations that need a little bit more help, need a little push when it comes to their event. We really, really appreciate that. Before we do that, Derek, you mentioned that Rob Long uh, unveiled this uh, last week at Rotary, correct? That's correct. Uh, can you tell me who will be the guest speakers at the Rotary Club uh, coming up at the end of September? Matt, the, uh, anybody out there listening, the guest speakers, 
speakers uh, the last Wednesday of September. Yours truly, uh, the UTW podcast, will be the guest speakers there at the Rotary Club, 12 o'clock, Wednesday, second floor of the library. What do we eat that day? Do we know? Uh, we don't know. It's uh, usually Scotty's barbecue of some sort, okay, and okay. so it depends on what Scotty feels like cooking that day. So help me out with that, just to set the scene for people. 12 o'clock, second floor of the library, cater lunch. How much would it be for someone that's not in Rotary, or you uh, have to be in Rotary? It is $10 for a guest fee, but okay. if you come as a guest member uh, and you want to you know, join the Rotary Club or say that you're interested in joining the Rotary Club, you will eat for free that day. Okay, and so uh, <laughs> kind of bringing all this up, really looking forward to that. Uh, Mr. Sam Lauderdale with Lauderdale Insurance, our longtime um, sponsor, uh, asked us to take up his time asked us to do a presentation when it comes to podcasting about podcasts all that kind of stuff we swear it's only going to be about an hour and ten how about an hour and ten minute presentation we're actually going to do an entire show i'm just i kidding. promise you when it hits one o'clock people just start getting up and walking oh no out. i'm just they're, kidding they're trust me they're out they're out the door but really really looking forward to talking about you know podcasting Derek. a lot of people that are in rotary are going to be 40 plus mm-hmm. so right. a lot of them don't know hey what's a podcast what is that you know so we can talk to them about hours of course but we can talk to them about hey there's podcasts for anything you want to find right. out there oh, i'm talking about anything i mean from church stuff any denomination that you are anything you want to talk about there's a podcast out there for it and we hope that you would uh seek that out but definitely uh maybe maybe listen to hours so we really appreciate that looking forward to the last wednesday of the month we will be doing the presentation at the rotary club uh coming up soon so looking forward to that that's later this month but tomorrow night tomorrow night there's movie night at the park movie night at the park and Derek it is a free it is a free admission it's absolutely thing. free the Hernando Parks and Recreation will be having movie night at the park tomorrow Kirkendall Park a lot of us know it as the old track the old track uh, games will start at 5 o'clock the movie will start at 7.15 they will have concessions available they'll have ring toss frisbee toss velcro dartboard wrecking ball game punching machine Derek I think the wrecking ball game was the uh Coleman's Barbecue and the Trustmark Bank. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. That was yeah. They they played the wrecking ball game. They, they last got it week. done in about a day. Yeah, that, they that, they won that game. <laughs> Definitely won that game. A punching machine and an obstacle course. Numerous sponsors. Numerous sponsors that that helped to make this happen tomorrow night, September eighteenth. Game start at five. Movie starts at seven fifteen. If you're looking for something to do tomorrow night and you're not a uh, an Ole Miss fan or a Mississippi State fan or a football fan at all, whatever, perfect place for you to take your children and enjoy. Hopefully, a wonderful night put on by the Hernando Parks and Recreation. Matt, next, the, uh, next weekend will be the Water Tower. So tomorrow, you said Saturday, there's a movie night. Next Saturday, September 25th, is the water, Hernando Water Tower Festival. This was postponed last year due to COVID, so, but it's usually an annual event. This is the 18th annual Water Tower Festival that we'll get to look forward to. Uh, this will start uh, with at 9 a.m. They're going to have crafts. Vendor booth starting, live music, car show, a barbecue contest that will actually start Friday night when the team's set up and start cooking uh, with the meats to be turned in at 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoon and a free kid zone. So, again, that, that great word there, free. So, free movie tomorrow night, free kid zone next Saturday. So, just a great, if, you know, if you're new to town if you, or if you've been in the last couple of years, you've moved here, have not experienced the Water Tower Festival yet, just a great event that's put on, uh, last all day. We'll pray for beautiful weather. Um, but, again, just come out and celebrate the start start of fall here in Hernando at the 18th annual Water Tower Festival. Derek, you and I uh, cooked before. Uh, Our first one, actually, and I would say possibly what led to maybe the beginning or close to – it, it it led it let you and I know that we might could pull off the crew of Fernando start yeah. and stuff like that. Um, our first barbecue cooking team, Diz must be the pork. <laughs> Diz must be the pork. Diz must be the pork. Man, I still which, have the t shirt. Oh, and absolutely, cups. it's in my closet for oh, sure. I got the t shirt, yeah. which 
I'm so real quick, gonna, I, I real need quick. to pull that out to yes. actually wear that here. Yes, this must be the pork was a, a an O2 or a shout out to a um, a place. Uh, me, you, and a group of friends went down to another good friend's uh, lake house years ago, and uh, we ended up at one of your customers' that is right uh, establishments. That's correct. Not far from Moon Friars Lake, Point, Mississippi. Friars Point, Mississippi, um, called this must be the place. This must be the place. <laughs> It is a, a fantastic joint. Uh, look, we were there. We were uh, guest of honor, Matt. We had a um, we had a private room. It was upstairs. one of the most fun nights of my life. It was <laughs> it was a private room. Uh, we were there. Got there what early seven or eight. Uh, had a good time. And about midnight though, we had to leave pretty quickly. Had to get out of there. Look, and, I'm, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just set the scene. I'll just I'll, I'll keep it real with you. It, it, group, fun group of guys. We had a good time at Moon Lake. Had a lot of fun. Ended up at Friars Point, Mississippi. As you mentioned, the customer was a friend of yours. The customer kept saying, "Come down, come down, come down. See my place." whatever well we went down like you said we seemed to kind of be the guest of honor but by the time the place got uh let's just say crunk well, the, the, this, uh, we needed to head out well, it's very similar to rayford it's about 12 and after it's when that when it really picked up the crowds really came in and that's about the time we needed to leave and, yeah. and we did we got out uh we got out in, in time right yeah uh, headed back to the lake house and just a, a wonderful weekend and uh a- it, it was a world of fun but uh let me just tell you we as a group of guys were uh, maybe there as a guest of the um, the owner of yeah. the place. The people that were there enjoying themselves on that Saturday night did not know that we were there no. as a guest of his. No, no, they did not. <laughs> So we headed out and uh, just had a good time, and we headed on back to Moon Lake and, and had a lot of fun. Well, speaking of live music, or speaking of, of music, the uh, Hometown Headliners last night, another great event. Truck Patch Revival uh, was last night. I saw some pictures on Instagram. was not able to attend, but I did see a good attendance. People are enjoying. I, th- I like the hometown aspect of it. That's actually going to be kicking off the Water Tower, Tower Festival next week with Thursday night, Twin Soul We'll be playing on September 23rd for that Thursday. Then, like Derek said, Friday night, the teams will start to come in. The barbecue teams will start to come in, which, again, Derek, in our 20s and early 30s, we could do that. Yeah. Now that we're in our 40s, we're just going to hand it off to somebody else. Man, I'm asleep by 10 oh, o'clock. There's easily. no way I could. I, you know what? <laughs> our, our party would be less, but our cooking would probably be better now. That, that's correct, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, Ty Owen did bring home the – I know. Oh, Ty Owen's well, a – Master, dude. I mean, basically, what I, what I, I call him three weeks ago, Chicken Master. Chicken Master. Yeah. He's a Chicken Master. He should be an apprentice of Malcolm at Har- How to Barbecue Right because he, he can he can he can cook a chicken. Yeah. Would you call Ta- Would you call Ty and Ty Chef instead of Top Chef? Maybe Ty, like Chef. Ty Chef. That's not bad. That's not yeah, bad. Like anyway, that. Hometown Headliners kicks off next Thursday. Kicks off the 18th annual Water Tower Festival. Congratulations. Thank you to the Main Street Chamber of Commerce for bringing back the Water Tower Festival again. The 18th annual. Definitely appreciate that for sure. Derek, something that it has the name Water Tower. But not part of the Water Tower Festival is what? Is the Water Tower 10K. Uh, the Water Tower 10K, this used to be kind of on the same day. It would start off the Water Tower Festival. This, this is probably, I don't know, eight years ago or so. Uh, but in the last few years, they've separated the two. The Water Tower Festival, of course, we mentioned is next Saturday. The Water Tower 10K is Saturday, October 9th. That's Saturday, October 9th. It takes place, starts just off the square, uh, makes a 6.2 mile course throughout the town you go to Vaden road through the industrial park uh, you cross over commerce you go down robertson you go through northwood hills come back on robertson road uh, and then finish uh, right there below or next to city hall just a great great path beautiful run a uh, tough run a lot of hills uh, so if you are into 10ks if you are into running it is a very challenging course uh, a lot of people from memphis all around come down to run this race i think they had about 400 participants last year even during covid it was i believe matt the only road race ran 
in DeSoto County last year, maybe in the Memphis area, was that was run in person, that was not run virtually. And again, no harm, no foul came of it. Uh, just a great event. Uh, this is put on by Gia Matheny. Uh, she's the one that, that mainly heads up this. But again, the Water Tower 10K will be held on Saturday, October 9th. Uh, that's Saturday, October 9th. You can sign up at runsignup.com. That's runsignup.com. I'm looking at the website right now. It's 21 days, 22 hours, 51 minutes left for you to be able to sign up for that. So uh, hopefully you reach out there, sign up. You do get a t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt that goes along with that. Uh, it's $35 a person. I do encourage you, everybody, walk, run, whatever you want to do, get out there and support the Water Tower 10K Saturday, October 9th. On the sign up, does it have a place where you can just get a t-shirt and not run or anything? Is that, uh, yeah, that? there's a Sprint runner shirt only thirty dollars. Okay, okay thirty dollars sprint only. Again, everything goes to a good cause. So I know a thirty dollar t shirt is pretty expensive, but the remaining amount, whatever they make on the t shirt, goes towards a good cause. So, and, and it's a long sleeve. I mean, it's a yeah. long sleeve tech t shirt. So it's a very nice shirt. Yeah, very nice shirt. So definitely, um, thank you, Gia Matheny. We talk. We say her name seems like more than uh, more than ourselves, Derek, uh, on the UTW podcast. We know she's a loyal listener and know she works really, really hard because she loves Hernando so much and definitely proud to live under the water tower. So thank you, Gia, again for everything you do. Something else under the water tower coming up. We're going to go ahead and start talking about a couple things coming up in October. It's that time of year, Derek. Fall has begun. We are getting closer and closer to Halloween on October 31st. But what will probably be the earliest trunk or treating situation in DeSoto County on Saturday, October 16th from 3 until 5. That's from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce in partnership with Connection Gymnastics will be putting on the Halloween off the square. That's going to be Saturday 3 to 5 on October 16th. Pretty simple trunk or treat opportunities you can sign up to be a trunk you know you can sign up to be a giver of candy if you'd like just call 429-9055 that's 429-9055 or if you want a spot email the chamber chamber at hernandoms.org chamber at hernandoms.org if you're an individual and want to uh, have a trunk there and, and hand out candy or if you're a an organization and would like to bring you know a sign or something like that for wherever you hand out the candy you can certainly do that just email them at chamber at hernandoms.org or call 429-9055. Again, that's Halloween off the square put on by the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce and Connection Gymnastics on Saturday, October 16th, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Thank you to all the nonprofits, all the people trying to do wonderful things there with our DeSoto County shout-outs. One of our favorite opportunities to spread the news about the wonderful things we have going on right here under the water tower. And Derek, speaking of things under the water tower for over 60 years... The Soto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with that 60 years of combined dental experience you mentioned. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. As the fall begins, it is a perfect time to reach out to Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience, lawn care, 
landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Now's a great time for tree trimming, leaf removal, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, any type of grading that you need to do on your property. No job is too small. No job is too large when it comes to the outside of your residential or commercial property. Richard can help you find someone to take care of your job. Give him a call 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure that your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. I want to say thank you to our longtime advertiser, and we mentioned Mr. Sam Lauderdale moments ago. Thank you for the invitation to speak at the Rotary Club later on this month. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local State Farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and longtime local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, auto, home, or business. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or find more information about them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Again, that's Lauderdale Insurance Agency on Facebook. Derek, as I teased uh, earlier in the show, not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the pigskin, when it comes to the football aspect, but let's talk a little bit about volleyball, some volleyball action we've had since our last show. Tell us all about that before we jump into the uh, Hernando football game tonight. Matt, it's been a busy volleyball week. Uh, each school that we cover has had two matches. Uh, North Point, was, we'll start with first, as we always do, starting up on uh, up Getwell Road and then coming south. In the first matchup this week, the Lady Trojans defeated Macon Road 25-3, 25-9, 25-8. performers were Briley Faith Cherry with nine kills and one block and three aces and Olivia Sowell with six kills and four digs. In the second matchup this week, the Lady Trojans defeated the Lausanne Lady Lynx 25-3, 25 to 8 and 25 to 9, very, very similar scores to the match that they had played uh, the night before. The top performers in that match was Sophia Bauer, who had six kills, five aces, and 21 assists. The Lady Trojans now travel to Chattanooga, Tennessee this weekend for a big statewide tournament. Next, the Lewisburg Lady Patriots had a match against St. George's. Now, St. George's is in North Point's district. Uh, and that one went the district with the Lady Patriots beating the Lady Griffins. 3-2, uh, those scores being 26-24, 25-11, 16-25, 23-25, and then the Lady Patriots winning the last set 15-6 to get the win. Casey Struggs had 14 digs and 10 kills. Reese McIntosh had 14 digs. Mackenzie Brewer had 41 assists and 5 aces. Avery Wolf had 11 digs, 8 kills, and 4 aces. And Kennedy Smith had 19 kills. 
Then, Matt, last night, the Lady Patriots took on the defending state champs, the DeSoto Central Lady Jaguars. Lewisburg came away with a victory, actually nice. a, a handy victory, 3-1, to one, which really makes a statement in the county. Those scores, 25-15, 25-22, 19-25, and then that third, uh, fourth set, 25-21, to give the Lady Patriots the win. Uh, the Lady Patriots are now 13-7 and seven overall and 5-0 and oh in one, the District 1 6A. Uh, this is, uh, of course, that we're sole possession of first place. Uh, and this is just a great win by the Lady Patriots, and they have now clinched a playoff berth. 13-7, and seven, but a decisive victory over DeSoto Central. That, that's pretty impressive. They seem to be playing maybe their best volleyball at the right time, sure. That is. And then finally, uh, Hernando will come uh, under the water tower. Uh, Hernando also had the two matches since the last podcast. The first was against South Panola, where they uh, easily handled the Lady Tigers soundly. Of course, this is the Lady Tigers versus Lady Tigers. Right. Defeating the other Lady Tigers 25-11, to 25-19 and 25-14. Christian Cleveland had nine kills. Anna Clara Callum had seven kills. Riley Eister and Mary Catherine Couch both had five aces. Hannah Stanford led the team in digs, and Avery Wolf led them in team blocks. In the second matchup that was played yesterday morning during school, this allowed the students to get out and really watch a, uh, a good volleyball match between two good teams, Hernando lost to Lake Cormorant 25-21, 21-25, 13-25, 25-11 and 15-11 in the final one. The late Cormorant uh, Lady Gators able to barely pull it out over the Lady Tigers uh, at home, which had to be just a great fun morning, though, other, th- other than the fact that they got a loss. Oh, I, look, if you're a student and have an opportunity to go watch volleyball versus uh, go to class, Fantastic. that's definitely the way to go. They never had those when I was growing up, for no, real. No, no, but, uh, you know, great job all the ladies there. Uh, congratulations on continuing to fight and, and have a good volleyball season, Derek. Just I know, the, the, I know volleyball, we didn't know it last year, but we definitely know it now. Volleyball grows every year in DeSoto County. Some really good volleyball being played. Some of the best teams in the state come out come right out of uh, here, uh, you know, in the county. So congratulations to all the winners. Uh, keep your head up if you if you're on the losing end of something. Keep pushing forward, and we'll definitely be announcing the schools that we cover. Like we said, North Point, Lewisburg, or Hernando. We look forward to uh, covering you, ladies, and uh, keep fighting. And good luck to North Point and Chattanooga and any other games that go on this weekend. Moving on, Derek, to, uh, like we said, only one football game happening for the schools we cover. North Point this week had a game. Some different things came together for that game not to happen. So North Point is off this week. Lewisburg is off this week. I think Lewisburg had more of a planned off or bye week. planned bye week. Yeah, planned bye week. So that's it. Lewisburg's going to be taking the uh, week off as well. So, look, if you can hear our voice and you're a fan of one of those teams, you know, if there's some games in your area or some different games around, now's your weekend to go check those out. So speaking of one that you may want to visit, the Hernando Tigers. Tigers take their one and two record north to Memphis, uh, East Memphis over there to play the Lynx of Lausanne. The Lynx of Lausanne, so it's Lausanne Lynx. Sorry, I'm saying it's kind of odd. All right, so Hernando, one and two, 0 and 0 in district. I have not played a district game yet versus the Lausanne Lynx, who are 3 and 0, also 0 and 0 in district. Hernando is coming off a 40 to 22 loss to Grenada at home where they did have trouble stopping the run game. They will travel to Lausanne, who plays on a turf field, as I mentioned. And they, Matt, they have a very small set of visitor stands. You're going to have to walk around the, the, uh, the end zone to get to, a, when I'm talking like a two- or three-row stand. So, well, Lausanne, is, uh, they have three wins, as I mentioned. They're 3-0. Their wins are about forfeit the first game, a COVID forfeit, a 49 nothing win over Southwind, and a 35 nothing win over Bartlett. They have yet to give up a point this year, Matt. Lausanne is apparently a good team and usually has – one to three D1 players every year that come off the team. And this year they have a kicker who can regularly hit 55-yard field goals. So let's, do, let's hope it does not come down to a field goal kicking game, 55-yarders. 
during a warm-up. I can tell you this. Uh, if you ask Coach Wolf, Coach, are you okay with giving up 55-yard field goal tries? The answer is yes. Oh, the yes, it will be yes. Absolutely, sure. We'll give that up. Uh, they are led by quarterback Glenn, who is averaging 150 yards a game and has five TDs and one touchdown in their two played games this year. And running back C. Cunningham, who has 274 yards and six TDs in those three games. Hernando will have to step up with the run defense and will have to have good offensive line play to give Wilkie time to find the receivers. And uh, Matt, as you mentioned last week, the receivers will have to make those catches in order to keep up with the scoring. I do look for this to be a, a tough game, a tough matchup for the Tigers, you know, who will need to travel well, like we're all encouraging you to do, to try to reduce some of that home field advantage. So, Matt, what are your, uh, what's your picks for the game? Mascot picks first. This is very simple. Uh, Tiger versus a Lynx. A Lynx is a very much a smaller cat, like yep. a mountain cat. That's right. Tiger all day long. Tiger would definitely win in the cage match for a cat. Wouldn't even matter. Wouldn't I mean? Don't even lock the doors. I mean, it just is done. The, the Tiger would win over Lynx. However, in the game tonight, I'm going to say this: the Lausanne Lynx have yet to face a quarterback like Zach, like Zach Wilkie, I, I number eleven for the Tigers. He spins it. He spins it well. If he can have some time tonight, they can absolutely beat the Lausanne Lynx. And I think they're going to beat them tonight. I think it's going to be twenty-seven. 24 Tigers. Yeah, you know, I agree with the, the mascot pick. Obviously, a Lynx, you know, if you've ever been in the Memphis Zoo, they do have a Lynx. They're pretty right. cute cats. Yeah, I mean, they're they're yeah. pretty cool. The Tiger will easily beat that. I want to pick, though, man. I'm going to have to go against you on that one. Um, you know, we see it all in every year. Sure. They are able to bring in players every year. Let's just say that. They are able to bring in players uh, that fit the needs that they have for the team. They're usually pretty large on both sides of the ball. They usually have a very good running game. Obviously, we know their special teams is going to be good. Uh, so I, I do believe that uh, it will be decently high score. But I see the Tigers losing by at least twenty-one or more. I'm gonna be losing honest. Losing by at least twenty-one. I'm gonna okay. say interesting. I'm gonna say forty-two, twenty-one, something like that, in favor of Lausanne. I do think the Tigers will score. I yeah. think they will score on the links to give it the first uh, to give them the first, I guess, you know, points against uh, this year. But I do see the uh, Tigers going up there. Uh, Lausanne, man, they're just they're tough every year, and I, I see them giving a, a, just a real tough time. So you're saying Lausanne uh, has has figured out a pretty good way of shuttling players to Lausanne every day. I, I'm going to say if they, need, <laughs> if they need a receiver or a running back or some defensive they, players, they, they, figured they out. somehow managed to get those. Yes, they figured out. Yes. yes, they absolutely figured out. Well, look, so we'll be in Memphis tonight. Look forward to that. If you can hear our voice, if you're a Hernando Tiger fan, try and make it up there to her, uh, to Memphis tonight. Uh, enjoy the Lausanne Lynx versus Hernando Tigers, our only game that we cover in this area. Look, if you enjoy what we talk about, enjoy high school sports, enjoy us you know, praising the young people in DeSoto County, praising the people here under the water tower, uh, for the awesome, awesome community we live in. Definitely find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, Instagram at UTW Podcast, Twitter, UTW Pod, wherever you can hear our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. Give us a five-star review can we, so we can continue to move up the ranks when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you would definitely enjoy the OB Pod. That's OB Pod covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch are the high schools that they cover. Go very much in-depth uh, pre-game, post-game for high school coverage, high school football coverage. So definitely want to look up for that OB Pod. They release a show every Monday morning. We hope everybody has a safe weekend. Ole Miss fans as they travel to Oxford, Mississippi State fans as they fill the Liberty Bowl, uh, Mississippi State and Memphis should be a lot of fun. Should be a really, really good game. Be safe this weekend. Uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, should be a lot of fun. A good, good weekend. Hopefully the weather uh, holds out. And it's not too bad. Uh, I know Derek, you mentioned something about going to Oxford. You're going to go to Oxford. I'm going to Oxford on Saturday afternoon to watch that seven o'clock ball game. Looking seven o'clock. To yeah. Tulane Green Wave and the uh, Ole Miss Rebels and then Miss, Mississippi State and Memphis playing in Liberty Bowl. So everybody be safe this weekend. Look forward to our show next Tuesday. 
Look, we do it every Friday. Please, please, please. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself on Saturday, but please try and take your family to church on Sunday. If you're thinking about going to a church, visiting a church, look them up on Facebook, find their service times, and please consider going, taking your family to church. I will do a simple plug here. Hernando United Methodist Church, they have a nine o'clock service called the table service, more of a contemporary service. The Hernando United Methodist Church youth praise team will be leading the music in that. Uh, These ladies do a wonderful job. I happen to just simply play a drum for them and stand back and and enjoy them. Nice kids, all go to Hernando, a lot of fun. They have a really good time. So I think you would really, really enjoy that. If you can hear our voice, please consider maybe coming to the table service, nine o'clock in the gymnasium at the Hernando United Methodist Church. I'm only saying that so the young ladies, uh, they would love an opportunity to lead you in worship uh, this coming Sunday. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. (laughs) 